Wealth, yoga, wine. Welcome to my podcast. I'm Valerie Hale. We have six innate gifts. They are our mental faculties with which we are born. Mary Morrissey and Bob Proctor do an amazing program called Into Your Genius, where they discuss our six innate gifts and they instruct us on how to build these mental muscles. These six innate gifts are imagination, intuition, the will, perception, memory, and reason. Last week, I talked about imagination. This is the creation of all things in our life. That's how we got to the moon. Well, not the moon, but how we got to space a few weeks ago as a tourist. Everything that's ever been created was thought up once. Now we're going to talk about intuition. Why intuition is so important? Because it's a way to listen to that small inner voice that will guide us to a bigger and better and more fulfilling life. Many people think intuition is the sixth sense or that intuition is a gut feeling. Perhaps it's that small, still voice, and that's a good way of thinking about it. Maybe it's a hunch. Those are basic ways that we think of intuition. But what Mary Morrissey says to us and Bob Proctor, it is that small, still voice that's telling us, you really would love to have this in your life. You would really love to do this with your career. And what's important about developing intuition is you are listening and then acting on that inner voice. Bob Proctor says that when we pray, we are praying to God or the Spirit or the Infinite, whichever you believe. That's what praying is. We are doing it to something. But with intuition, the Infinite, the Spirit, God, however you look at it, talks to us through intuition. And Bob says, many times we leave the phone We leave the phone off the hook, and the line is busy. The important thing is is to learn how to develop your intuition. And what John Boggs says, one of Mary's sons who has the business aspect of her Life Life Mastery Institute, what John Boggs says is, one way to develop your intuition When you are thinking up something new that you would love to do, something that would improve your life, the life of others around you, it could be something like a new dream house, which is one of of John Boggs' really big dreams because his son didn't have his own room. He was sleeping in a den. What John Boggs says is do something every day with what you already have that will move you toward your true goal, your bigger goal. John lived in Mexico and they wanted to build a new house, didn't have the funds. It's a great story, but let's just cut to the chase. One of the things he would do every day, they had the land, but nothing else. They had no financing to build basically this $800,000 house. He would go to the site every day and look at it and envision it. 
And even though that's a small action step, which is what Mary Morrissey projects so much onto us and John, you're taking a small step every day. Your intuition is telling you to act upon this expansive idea of yours that's going to make your life a better life, a fuller life. The way to get started, Mary says, on building your intuition, when you have an idea that you are feeling as though this would really, this, would, this, this is really something I would love, test it. Does it, feel you, does it make you feel more expansive? Does it improve lives around you? Does it improve your relationships with your family, your friends? So the idea of, of building your intuition, that mental muscle, is to start expanding on that idea. Take a piece of paper and write all the good things about this idea. Then write something you can do every day in some capacity to move you toward that big idea. Intuition. It's meant... It's meant to be expansive and to increase a fuller life for us and those around us. Kundalini Yoga. Many of you have listened to me talk about Guru Jagat, and I have posted videos on my podcast of her, and of course, are on my website. She unfortunately died an untimely death this Monday. She was only 42. She did so much to enhance and improve Kundalini Yoga on the West Coast and worldwide. She was truly a leader in Kundalini Yoga. She started Rama Institute. She started the Aquarian Business School. She was just an exceptional Kundalini Yoga teacher and leader. I'm going to post one of her videos that I love so much. I have been studying with her for six years always online. I took live classes from her also. She's just an amazing human being. She did a video recently, which I did post, and even though it talks about beauty secrets, anyone can learn from this particular video and what the first Kriya is actually regarding addictions. The reason I think this is important is because we definitely are in an addictive society. Just look at COVID and the way we're we're not addressing our health issues. You can do this Kriya within three minutes. It's very simple. You put your thumbs up against your temples and you lightly press on your molars, your wisdom teeth. Just don't break any molars, she says, but put some pressure on it and see yourself, whatever, if you want to lose weight, see yourself as thin. So many people will say over and over repeatedly to themselves, oh, I don't want to be fat, or you know, I don't want to be drinking too much, I don't want to be partying. You have to leave that word don't out of it. You want to say, I am skinny, I am thin, I am healthy, I am rich, I am expansive, I am creative. When you were doing this Kriya, it's an I am, it's not I don't. One of the reasons I strongly believe that people have weight issues is because they stick to diets. They don't have a vision of themselves being thin. And one of the best ways to lose weight and stay with your lost weight is to have a picture of a slim body or a body that's healthy. Cut it out of a magazine, whatever, and put it on your refrigerator door and impose your, your face on that body. <laughs> it's a great way to do this. 
So this is in memoriam of Guru Jagat, amazing person, went way too early at the age of 42, which is even more of a reason I hope you folks are taking these master classes and enrolling because I'm pushing 65 and I have developed over the last four or five years listening to Mary Morrissey and Bob Proctor and, and activating all of their teachings that have really propelled me into a whole new, wonderful, creative world. Lastly, why I'm doing a blog now. I was asked by Mary Lynn Harris, who has two good companies, really creative companies, Kindness at Work, and then she has a podcast called Creating an Impactful Legacy. She's asked me to do wine blog. I did one recently on chilled wines for her. Chilled wine, chilled red wines are really so much more enjoyable, especially in the summer. I live in Florida now. I moved here from New York after 29 years. It's weird that people drink warm red wines, especially to those of us in the industry. You really want to drink them slightly chilled. When you go to Europe, you'll see that wines are, they come from the cove when you go to the vineyards. They're below ground. They're in their cellars all year long. So they are naturally chilled at 55 degrees or even less because in the winter, those cellars have to wear a coat and winter clothes and winter boots. The first chilled red wine I love is Grand Fer Fleury. It is Grand, it, sorry, it is Cru Beaujolais. Cru Beaujolais has 10 productions. They range from the Fleury, which is light and floral. It actually has a little bit of essence of lilacs to it. So you can start with Fleury, which is the easiest to drink, and go all the way up to Morgan, which is very beefy and bold and the, the meaty style wine. For Fleury, again, you want to chill it. Great barbecue wine. And Gamay is always the grape in Beaujolais. Interesting about Beaujolais is it is made via the carb- carbonic maceration. Quickly, they, to explain this, they, the wine is fermented generally in still tanks, and it's infused with carbon dioxide. So you are getting bubbles, slightly effervescent in the fermentation, but then once it's bottled, it's just a very light, uh, beautiful styled wine. All, to me, all of the Peru Beaujolais are great barbecue wines. Even though I'm a vegetarian, for me, barbecue is portobello mushrooms, it's fresh corn and eggplant and zucchini. Just bear that in mind if you're a vegetarian also. But if you are grilling anything else such as meats, then you can do a lighter style chicken. You can certainly do shrimp. Nothing too spicy though because the fleury is very light and floral. It's delicate, but it is, it is medium body. Therefore, you can have olive tapenade with it. I like to grill breads, homemade breads on it that you get from your local bakery. So that is Grand Fair Fleury. It's about $17, $19. It's wonderful wine. The next one is Lambrusco di Natici from Emilia Romagna. One of the reasons I stayed in the wine industry for so long is because it is steeped in history. The Lambrusco di Natia is interesting because it's named after a famous courtesan in Italy. She was actually employed by the Italians to become a spy. She was a secret agent. They sent her to Paris to spy uh, during, during the war, 1848, or whatever was going on between Italy and Paris. 
And I think that's great that a bottle of Lambrusco is named after her. What's important about Lambrusco, it is slightly frizzante or spumante, depending on how you look at your bubbles in your wine. It's always a blend of wines. Uh, Croatina, blend of grapes. It's, Croatina is, is common. Sometimes Cabernet can be in the wine. Marzamino is common also. Brichetto, bruschetta is common also. This is such a fun wine. It's a great base for sangria if you are making a red sangria. The other foods that, that I like to pair it with, because it is on the fruitier side, it loves spicy foods. So you can do, you can do tacos, you can do fajitas, you can do uh, any kind of pasta with a Diablo sauce. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Lambrusco's fun. But get this one, Lambrusco di Nacia, because some of those Lambruscos are disgusting, and I don't need to name them. Lastly, Il Capriccio Assemblat from Uruguay. Not Tempranillo and Cabernet. If you can find a 100% not grab it. It's very unusual. And make sure it's from, make sure it's from Uruguay. Interestingly, Tanat was actually first cultivated in France. It is very rarely grown there now, but it has become the national grape of Uruguay, I read. This is a big, panic, bold monster. So it likes, it likes the ribs and the, all that other dead animal stuff. So knock yourself out with this wine. It is about $19. You might find it $21. Great Great food wine when you are barbecuing outside. The tannins are rather strong. However, when you chill a wine like this, it will soften the tannins. But this is high in alcohol also, so you want to be a little careful with it. In conclusion, intuition is such an important mental gift that we have. And to exercise it, when you hear that small, still voice... Start writing some notes down to yourself. And then take the baby steps, as Mary Morrissey says. Take some action steps to explore this. Is it expansive? Does it create a better life for you and your family? Does it improve your relationships? That's how you test your intuition. In memoriam for Guru Jagat, please check out this Kriya. And if you are finding yourself... I have a terrible sweet tooth. If you are finding yourself overindulging in one aspect of your life, you can use this Kriya to immediately improve any kind of addiction or overindulgence. Lastly, three chilled red wines. I am actually just going to put my link to Sedona Pie's website where I do the blog. And that way you're not going to see a whole bunch of information except the names of the wines on my podcast. In conclusion... To wrap this up, I am not a life coach. I am not a consultant. I produce this podcast on a weekly basis to help hundreds of people improve their lives with three easy topics. I am an affiliate with Mary Morrissey and Met Boggs. When you sign up for their masterclass, they want you to take a six-week program. I want you to take that six-week program. This is, I wish I had known this 20 years ago, but I also get paid. <laughs> Merci, au revoir.